You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm Bethany Moore, and I am now the Deputy Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Very excited about my recent promotion. Uh, I'm also really excited about my guest today. Sean Dawson is the Director of IT Solutions at Office One. Office One's mission is to innovate and progressively modernize the inefficient business landscape by providing a proactive, personalized, and eco-friendly office technology solution from planning to implementation and optimization. One solution from one company, Office One. Sean seeks to understand the heart of a challenge and then focuses on creating practical and timely solutions. He's an avid do-it-yourselfer, Gardener, master house, redoer, who loves spending his free time with his wife, four children, and six chickens. Boy, you sure do keep busy, Sean. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Awesome. Well, uh, let's learn a bit more about you. If you could tell us a bit more about your background and experience before before getting into the helping of cannabis businesses world. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I've been in IT for I think it's over 25 years now. It was mainly surrounding, uh, I guess you could say the graphic arts industry. Um, I did everything from teaching graphic arts, did all the IT work, and even taught some early web development back in the day. And during that time, I ended up working at a large manufacturer of print equipment, but I was always doing the IT software solutions, hooking all the stuff up. And I literally worked in support for a long time ended up in marketing 
and in sales at the at the same company. And I, I was really privileged to travel the word world doing large implementations. So I've I've been in Japan more times than I can count, Brazil, Europe, and all over the US. I think I've been to something like over 40 states doing work with all kinds of different people. And it really gave me a cool view on the world because I got to experience so many different cultures and people. That's amazing. I love hearing about career opportunities that bring you an opportunity to travel the world. Uh, NCIA just works here in the United States, so I'm typically just traveling around the U.S., maybe a little bit to Canada, but maybe when the International Cannabis Industry Association forms, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll hop on over there and get to travel around the world a bit. And, and I love that you mentioned early web development. I have to nerd out with you because I, in the late 90s, was also in high school mm-hmm. <laughs> coding, my, coding my own little websites on, um, what was it, GeoCities? Yeah. Oh, you remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah, I remember geez. GeoCities. And then you had the applications like GoLive, that uh, I think Adobe ended up buying out and it got merged into, you know, Dreamweaver, which they also bought. But it was funny because there was 1.0 websites, you know, they were so basic. And (laughs) if you go to the internet archive, you can find some of those sites and it brings back memories, man. Oh my gosh. Yes. Pretty embarrassing actually with my little, (laughs) my little moving butterfly across the screen. (laughs) Or your blinky text. That was a big thing. Oh, blinky text. Good times. Thanks for reminiscing with me. So uh, to come back to moving into the present here, how, how did you get yourself uh, from this, you know, tech, web, marketing, graphic design, uh, digital world into moving to help the cannabis industry? Uh, good question. So at Office One, it, it kind of became an initiative, and that's how I, I found myself, and it was coming to Office One. What we found was, you know, cannabis is a business like, you know, to an extent, like any other. And in our dealings, we have a couple of people that were working inside of the cannabis industry and had knowledge. And they were having these conversations that people were struggling with tech. And so that's kind of how the conversation started. And then he started talking to more people and then more people and realizing, hey, this is a thing that we can really help with. In our company, one of our headquarters is in Las Vegas. So there was a huge presence there. Uh, of both retail and different sides of the cannabis industry. And that's kind of how we centered around it is we were starting to solve problems for companies in the cannabis industry. And it made sense to start uh, really gearing towards uh, really this vertical. Yeah, that's great to hear. Uh, you know, sometimes there is pushback uh, because it is cannabis is still federally illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of risk. There's a heck ton of compliance um, so it sounds like your 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 team was not so worried about that stigma. It was more of an exciting decision to get into, and and the risk was was weighed out, and and it seemed like you know the, the right thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Awesome. Great. So currently, uh, as I mentioned, uh, you're the director of IT solutions at Office One. Uh, let's let's talk more about, you know, what your day-to-day is like, working with customers, what's going on with the company. Uh, I think you mentioned it's a, a, a wide-reaching company. So let's just talk more about that for a bit. Sure. Um, well, my role, 
I, I've always been what I consider uh, a servant leader. So really I'm kind of serving different levels of what I call customers. My role technically is an overlay and leadership role. So overlay meaning that I'm serving, we have about, I think we're about 55, 60 salespeople in, you know, between Nevada and California right now. So we help them uh, that are out in the streets. Plus I have uh, one person that currently works for me and I'm helping, you know, structure where we're going to go from here. So my days are kind of all over the place, which is fun. It makes it really, really fun is not only do I get to work with customers directly, which sometimes in leadership roles that gets illuminated, but I get to see people benefit from what we're doing because I truly love helping them figure out what the next step is. It's very, uh, I guess you could say passive. It's not in a, even though my title has sales in it, it's really more of a consultant. And I know, I, I feel like partnership is an overused word in the industry in any sale. Oh yeah, we're, we're a partner. But I really take that to heart because a lot of companies that we help, it's like, hey, you can go this way or you can go this way. Um, and it's really showing them which way works best. And then we help them implement that. And that is the, uh, gives me, the greatest pleasure when we're helping customers and we see the end result working. And then I'm also helping internal people like our sales team and our engineering and all the way throughout the company, helping them get their job done more efficient. So I get a lot of different things go on through the day, but I feel like everybody's somebody that I'm serving. So I really, really enjoy it, but that's what my day kind of looks like and what my role entails. Gotcha. Our, are your customers that you're working with, your partners, if you will, um, are they primarily a certain kind of sector in the cannabis industry or are you, are you working with cultivators, extractors, dispensaries, and, and so on? Um, good question. Right now it's cultivators and mainly dispensaries on the retail side. Gotcha. Yeah. So those are definitely along the direct to plant line as well. So there's lots of uh, regulatory and compliance hoops to jump through there for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we have just uh, two more minutes before we're going to take a commercial break. I wonder what else is on the horizon for Office One as, as we're looking uh, at helping customers into the future, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that's a good question. What we're really focusing on is trying to be more proactive than, than really we kind of already are. What that looks like is deeper communication or available of information for our customer base. Like, what are we doing? How is technology affecting them in a positive way? How can we help uh, make things more efficient? And we're looking at more solutions and implementing things really that are driven around even more uh, customer service oriented things than we already are. Uh, so that's a lot of what we've been doing in the future. We're trying to build for our customers that would probably most likely impact them the most. Absolutely. Great. And we will absolutely get into that after the break. Before we go, I'd like to remind our listeners about NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit, which has gone cyber. We're going to miss you. Uh, we're not in San Francisco at the Moscone Center earlier this year as we had hoped because of the obvious, but November 10th, 11th, and 12th, we are hosting the Cannabis Business Summit Cyber Edition. You can go to www.cannabisbusinesssummit.com. If you're an NCIA member, 
registration is totally complimentary. We're just throwing that right to you. If you're not a member of NCIA, well, obviously this is a great opportunity to join and become a member so you can get that access. But if you're not yet ready, you can still get some early bird ticket prices for a little while here, uh, or you can just pay your full ticket price if you want to wait till closer to the event. Again, that's www.cannabisbusinesssummit.com. And let's take that commercial break, and then we'll be right back to talk more with Sean Dawson from Office One. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Empire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being, bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Empire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Empire. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we're talking with Sean Dawson, who's the Director of IT Solutions at Office One. So, Sean, let's start by talking about our emerging industry and how many of these companies are, they're just starting to scale out of that startup entrepreneurial stage, uh, the really fun stage, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and our businesses are becoming more sophisticated. We're, we're scaling up. Um, this means more technology, more automation, including our favorite seed to sale software. Uh, we know all about seed to software, but what else should companies be thinking about when it comes to their technology solutions at this stage of the game, when they're just starting to scale up? Uh, it's a great question. Um, 
I, I think probably one of the things that I would want to communicate to your audience is really is, you know, try to find tech or at least have somebody that can help you determine what tech you can grow with. I see companies paint themselves into corners because they go, well, we're just starting out and we're going to go put widget A here and then you give it a year and they've already grown out of it. So they're actually spending more money when they could have spent literally just a few more dollars, you know, hundred, couple hundred dollars, or at least had a consultant come in and say, hey, what would be the best way to do this? And that technology will wrap around it. And then you can find out, well, how do we scale that? How do we, how do we move forward? And the other thing is, I think it's not necessarily specific to technology, but it's very, very important is document your processes now. Because a lot of times when you're looking at technology, we're going to ask, well, what's the process? How are you doing this now? And if you haven't thought that through, a lot of startups that I've experienced, they end up going back after a couple of years. Now it's a huge project that they didn't document anything. Now they're hiring people to help document and it ends up costing more in the long run. So document processes now. The other thing I probably could bring up is, is know if you're, and you should know this, is if you're dealing with any proprietary intellectual property, like a process or procedure, it could help dictate or it might dictate how you apply technology in your business. Mm-hmm. Yep, that totally makes sense. And uh, to, to one of your points, documentation, yeah, SOPs, standard operating procedures are are definitely something i'm i'm whispering in my sleep at this point <laughs> for sure uh super important and they can be living documents that you can adjust and tweak and change as you grow and i also liked what you said about you know sometimes just spending a few more dollars can save you in the long run and just a funny little anecdote it made me think about when I bought the cheapest blender from Target and I could have just spent <laughs> a few more dollars and my smoothies would be so much better right now. So lessons mm-hmm. learned. And yeah. <laughs> um, so I did mention the obvious before seed to sale software. Our industry knows it very well. We're also chanting that in our sleep. Um, what other system level things should we be thinking about? Sure. There's a few, uh, and this kind of applies across the board to any business at this point, but there are some you know, industry-specific things. Let's talk email solution alone. Uh, some people will use like Gmail for free, or you've now got what's been rebranded from G Suite to now Google Workspaces or Microsoft's Microsoft 365, or Exchange, Microsoft Exchange. And, and that kind of goes back to a little bit about the proprietary IP. Are you so concerned about your IP that you don't want certain things in the cloud like email? You might need to think through, you know, do you need your email to be in a server that's in a, a corporate building or one of the main places for you? Well, whatever that looks like. But that's something to think about as far as systems. And that a lot of people think email is simple and it can be but implementing that the right way and uh, let's take Microsoft 365 there's so many pieces and parts to it there's SharePoint there's uh, t- Microsoft Teams and in ways to share information it all overlaps and really got to understand it but it's something to consider which way you want to go um, cloud solutions uh, there gosh there's three of them there's Amazon Web Services known as AWS there's Microsoft Azure 
There's Google Cloud Platform and which one would work best for you and would you even need it? Would apply to you? What would the cost be justified? You've got CRM uh, or customer resource management, you know, like something like Salesforce or something, you know, a, a little bit smaller like HubSpot or uh, gosh, there's, there's so many of them out there that you could look at. Some of them are open source and some of them you pay for. Uh, you've got accounting. Uh, a, a lot of the ones that we run into, because we, we run in the, you know, the SMB space for the most part is probably the most common is Intuit QuickBooks, but there's two versions. There's online and, you know, on-premise where it's installed on a computer. We've actually moved these into AWS's cloud. But the reason those come up is because if you're like dealing with a retail storefront, uh, then you've got point of sale systems. So which one do you use and which ones integrate? Which version of QuickBooks do they integrate to? Things like that. All those are systems uh, just in a, in a nutshell to kind of consider. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when a business owner hires an IT company to help them solve problems like that and scale their businesses up, uh, you know, and let's say they're experts at growing cannabis, like your cultivation company clients or, or extracting cannabis oil, uh, but not so much on the technology side. Do you have any examples um, of a company that came to you without any solid technology systems in place because that's just not their expertise and how you helped them. Yeah, um, I can think of a few. I mean, everybody's kind of got their own story, if you know what I mean. Uh, I can give you a couple of examples. So we have one of our uh, uh, dispensary customers. They were established um, as far as retail is concerned, but there kind of wasn't anything else. Uh, it little, literally was everything was manual, like reporting was literally paper sheets that would go from the retail stores to a small office that was considered a headquarters. Um, and what we were involved in helping do was kind of digitizing them. So we moved them to Office 365. They were on random, you know, subscriber accounts we consolidated. We also got them on a piece of Office 365 called SharePoint. It basically acts as their file server in the cloud. So the COO, CEO and president can all be active no matter where they're at and what they're doing. They're able to get to information. And the other thing that we did that I'm, I'm pretty proud of because I like working these things out. Early on in the game, they said, look, the, you know, we've only got a, a few people right now, but we're gonna grow. So what I did with the COO uh, and CEO are building out the plan for future spaces, whether it be a new corporate or more retail uh, environments, we built out like, here's what it's going to be. Here's what you're going to need. Here's what it would bring on. So it was kind of like a click and go. The goal was to make it easy so they didn't have to worry about that. So they could worry about the business and developing, you know, worrying about their products and product management and what are they going to carry versus worrying about how the heck are we going to make sure that this all works uh, from a technology standpoint? We took care of that piece. Um, then we've got uh, another company that we work with that is uh, more on the property and development side and growth of, of cannabis that they kind of started up from a bunch of different uh, partners. But the biggest thing for them was security and uh they just needed that security awareness and make sure everything was there because they've got some high-end clients that they work with they needed to make sure was safe. And then we've got other customers that we run into that have 
outdated hardware and they were worried about upcoming compliance. Like, uh, I, I know that there is an issue with right now, like regulation, there could be more regulation coming down like HIPAA type stuff uh, for cannabis possibly. And they were concerned about that. So we updated all their outdated hardware. They were on things like Windows 7, which is end of life, which adds security risks. Um, they just wanted to make sure everything was updated. Yeah. They seriously just, you know, it just was a, a bunch of different things that we took care of for them. But again, the easiest way to put that one is with outdated hardware and we got them up to date and got them a plan moving forward. Welcome to the 21st century, right? <laughs> yeah. It's funny you mentioned SharePoint. Um, in, in a previous life before working at NCIA, I worked for an international financial company. Um, mm -hmm. And I worked in an IT department. And I actually had to work with a developer to develop a SharePoint um, review system for my department. So that, yeah. you know, the idea that you, you put in this painstaking labor up front to develop the system, and then it works like a well-oiled machine for you afterward. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, true. Cool. Let's take uh, our last commercial break and then we'll come back and wrap up our chat with Sean of Office One. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Lady marijuana llama tell you something now about a game for your phone gonna make you say wow the game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash grow the seeds sell the bud put the savings in the stash little by little your empire grows large put the big celebrities inside your entourage you can choose to play with snoop or me or chichin chong cypress hill willie nelson with khalifa with the bong the name of the game is hemping that's the point download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. 
All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, chatting with Sean Dawson from Office One about cannabis companies integrating the right kind of technology for their businesses. Um, So as we're wrapping up our chat in these last few minutes here, uh, there's 50 different things to take into consideration when it comes to technology for your business as as demonstrated in the last few minutes of our conversation. Um, But I wonder what comes to mind when you would think of what the number one or first piece of advice you have for a business owner investing in technology that'll be valuable. Sure, I, I can tell you without a doubt, it would be security. Um, and the reason I say that is a lot of people just either they don't understand it or they just kind of, I'll use the term blow it off. And, and there's some numbers that have been produced in the industry. Uh, for example, there's 43% of SMBs lack any cybersecurity defense plan. One in five SMBs don't use uh endpoint security, which is shocking to me considering the day and age. They don't use anything at all. And 60% of SMBs choose to keep their heads in the sand about attacks and the possible uh, a possible breach. I see this day to day and it's it it is a little frustrating because I also deal with the back end of it. I deal with customers that uh, they they become customers because they thought they were fine and they had an IT company, but they really didn't understand. They didn't have anybody analyze it and double check everything. And they got hit and it was major. It was detrimental. We're talking FBI, insurance, the whole thing. So security would be the answer to that one. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that advice. So as we're wrapping up our conversation here, it's October and uh, we've been celebrating NCIA's 10 year anniversary all year and what a strange year it's been. But uh, nevertheless, we're celebrating. So I I know Office One joined NCIA as a member just earlier this year. Uh, Let's talk about being part of a national association like NCIA and, and why it's important. Well, it's important to us because first of all, we know we can help, for us, we knew we could help companies and wanted to join an organization that was nationally recognized. So that was a huge piece of it. And uh, it's really just making sure we're in the industry, you know, participating and showing the value of what we can do. Yeah, great. Thanks for thanks for contributing to making, making us the best we can be. And, and as we do 10-year reflection, um, we've been having fun asking people to do some big picture reflection. Like, where were you 10 years ago? And could you have predicted the cannabis industry would look the way it does today in the year 2020? Gosh, I, I would say pro- I was trying to think of where, where I was 10 years. That's what happens when you get, you know, older like me now. It was the recession. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So I remember that was when I was actually traveling the most. I probably would have never even envisioned it because, uh, you know, being the fact that it was, I know there was still a fight to, you know, legalize and open it up, but I don't think I would have seen it where it is today. I think it's growing and I think the benefits have been, been uh, pretty visible so far. Yeah, thanks to all the hardworking activists over over the decades that have gotten us to this point for sure. Mm-hmm. And as we look into the future, your crystal ball, if you were, if you will, <laughs> um, where do you think the industry will be, or where do you hope it will be um, in 2030, 10 years into the future? Um, 
I feel like what's going to happen most likely, and I know this is a get, my guess is good as anybody else's, but I've got the the suspicion that we're going to end up under more regulation, uh, especially within HIPAA. Uh, mm. We we've dealt with some labs, and we know that that you know it's it's kind of a, a QC type thing as well, and then the HIPAA kind of overlays that. That's mm. kind of the thing I see, and you know most likely federal. Uh, regulation will come in where we won't have the battle between local and, and federal is where I kind of see this going. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how the next few years go here for sure. It, it'll be very interesting and, and a lot hinges on this upcoming president, uh, presidential election right around the corner here and who we vote into Congress. This election is never, it's never just about the president. There are also members of Congress whose seats are up um, that could change the landscape of uh, potential sponsors and co-sponsors of cannabis legislation. So remember to vote everybody for sure. Um, and a reminder about our Cannabis Business Cyber Summit, that's at CannabisBusinessSummit.com, complimentary for current NCIA members. And our Industry Essentials webinar series continues. You can learn more about our schedule of upcoming webinars at NCIA's website, which is www.thecannabisindustry.org. Explore our website and keep an eye out for some upcoming policy council publications that we've been working on. The, the design is beautiful. So more is coming from our policy council about environmental sustainability in the cannabis industry. And it's a big one. It's a big paper. It, it's, it's over 50 pages. So get comfy with a cup of coffee when this comes out. And Sean, thank you again for being on the show today and sharing your expertise. Where can people find out more about Office One? Um. Mainly our, our website is a great resource at Office One. It's office spelt out in the number one.com. Uh, there's tons of resources on there. Uh, and if you're looking for me specifically for any reason, you can find me on LinkedIn. Great. And uh, also, thank you for recently publishing a member blog on NCIA's website. It's called the Top Eight IT Concerns for the Cannabis Industry, in case anyone wants to log on and read that one. Well, thanks again for being on the show and thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Get out the vote and until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.